Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Mary Lou Gaucher. She is a veterinarian and research associate at the University of Montreal. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for the invitation. Now, on this program and in our magazine, we have covered Clostridium perfringens, the causative organism for necrotic enteritis, dozens, maybe hundreds of times. You gave a presentation the other day, though, that was really positioning it as a foodborne pathogen. Could you tell us about that? In the year that we are with uh, reducing the use of antibiotics in poultry production, I think people hear a lot about Clostridium perfringens because it is involved in necrotic enteritis, but it was there before, and what we tend to forget is that Clostridium perfringens is a significant foodborne pathogen, I would say, worldwide. And especially in Canada, uh, over the past few years, they're reporting more and more um, human cases of foodborne disease attributed to C-perfringens. And I was just interested in um, describing better the role of poultry in all of those cases. I mean, I, I really wanted to know if um, broiler chicken meat could be a potential source of the pathogen for humans. And so specifically, if Clostridium perfringens is in chicken that somebody eats or doesn't cook all the way, what can happen? I think we're just starting to, to learn about the presence of the pathogen on um, barley chicken meat. But what we, what we could think is that the pathogen could live in the gut of poultry and then those birds reach the slaughter plant and because of the, like the slaughter activities and restoration procedures, then the meat could become contaminated because um, for example, if the, the digestive tract ruptures during those operations, and then the bacteria can, can come in contact with meat, and once ingested by humans, then the bacteria would reach the gut in humans and um, produce what we call the enterotoxin responsible for those um, clinical signs observed, which are typical signs of a gastrointestinal disease. So we know all too well what necrotic enteritis or clostridium perfringens can do in a chicken, but what, what, what can it do to a, a human being? Those um, enterotoxin-producing strains, once in the gut, will, um, will release the enterotoxin in the gut environment, and then this toxin will bind with specific receptors on hmm. uh, the digestive cells, the intestinal cells and we'll create what we, just, just like in necrotic enteritis, we'll create uh, pores and then you will have fluid accumulation and then the typical signs of uh, gastrointestinal disease like diarrhea and potentially uh, um, vomiting as well. That will last for about, I would say, 24 to 48 hours and then we'll resolve. And was there a particular incident in Canada that prompted your research? Well, we actually had, um, a huge project um, wanted to establish the biomap profile of um, two different um, poultry slaughter plants um, during which we would look at different uh, foodborne pathogens such as Salmonella, Campylobacter, but I wanted to add a part of Clostridium perfringens, why not, <laughs> while conducting this study so we, would, so we were able to document the presence of it uh, at the same time. Can you? estimate for me the incidence of Clostridium perfringens as a foodborne pathogen? What have you seen in Canada? It's a difficult question to answer and we've had the same uh, problem when writing the scientific paper related to this part of the project because various studies, very few studies have investigated uh, 
the contamination, the level of contamination of poultry meat at retail regarding Clostridium perfringens, but even, there are even fewer studies that have looked at the presence of specifically the enterotoxigenic strains uh, of C. perfringens on poultry meat. And the only study we can rely on in Canada didn't find any positive um, poultry meat sample uh, at retail. Uh, for the presence of enterotoxigenic superfrangians. So it's really difficult for me to answer that question. That question. We know that um, poultry meat can be a source of the pathogen, uh, but there are, there are not enough studies to, for me to be able to, to give uh, a correct answer. Or to or was, I, I think it's a first step in documenting the presence of the pathogen on broiled chicken meat. <laughs> Well, and, and it's interesting because, you know, there's this trend toward reducing antibiotics, yeah. in some cases eliminating antibiotics yeah. from broiler production. And if you talk to anybody who has had experience with antibiotic-free production, they'll say that the biggest problem is Clostridium perfringens, necrotic enteritis, because they're not using antibiotics. Um, is, is that a concern for, for human health as we start raising more poultry without antibiotics? It could be actually um, what we what we are planning to do with the results of this project um, is that we would like to to better characterize those strains that we got from uh, from our sampling and in order to be able to to say well most of the strains that we because um, uh, the enterotoxin-producing strains can um, need to, to carry the CPE gene, the, the enterotoxin encoding gene, in their genetic material. And this gene can be uh, found either on the, on the bacterial chromosome or even uh, in plasmids that can be transferred among the C. perfringens population. So one thing we need to think about is, well, those enterotoxigenic strains carrying the CPE gene, can they be a source of more enterotoxin for the other superfrangents that would take place, let's say, during a necrotic enteritis outbreak, for example. So we don't know. We don't know. It, it needs to be better documented in the future. <laughs> well, never a dull moment. Now, you did a study. Could you just walk us through what you did and what your findings were? Yes. What we did was um, looking at, um, in two different commercial slaughter plants in Quebec, uh, we looked at five um, critical steps of the slaughter process and for all of those five critical steps we sampled uh, broiler chicken carcasses through a carcass rinse approach. And what we wanted to do was to better describe which one or which ones of those critical steps would, um, would be at higher risk for uh, broiler chicken meat contamination by enterotoxigenic superfrangian strains. And what we found, surprisingly, was that um, the chilling step, the last, well, one of the last steps of the slaughter process was the, the steps that was at higher risk of finding contaminated broiler chicken carcasses by enterotoxigenic superfrangians. And also, we are now... Based on those results, we are now conducting a phase two of the project in which we're going to have a closer look at this critical step and um, better describe in, in, in different, different smaller steps, better describe how this contamination occurs and how we can better manage it or apply corrective measures in order to, to end up with a, a broiler chicken meat product that is less contaminated. And we also observed that among the various um, surveyed slaughter plants, there were significant differences in the prevalence of positive carcasses that we found, but also in um, 
in the role of those critical steps of the slaughter process. Well, it's fascinating research, certainly very timely, and um, I mean, it's, it's somewhat ominous when you think about the prevalence of Clostridium perfringens and thinking of it as a foodborne pathogen. Absolutely. We've been talking to Mary Lou Gaucher. She is a veterinarian at the University of Montreal. Mary Lou, fascinating research. Thanks again for sharing that with us.